Hello. Episode 50 is upon us. Knuckle touch. That's a milestone. I'm all about milestones in my life, really. You know, I made a new rule for myself. If I'm gonna overeat, it's gonna be healthy. Meaning that if I'm in one sitting or watching a movie and I like snacks during my movies, okay? It's a pretty common thing. Hypothetically, maybe I'll eat the whole bag of grapes instead of just some of the grapes. Just so I don't sit there later and go, okay, maybe some popcorn now. I'm OCD enough to always have to even out the salty and the sweet in my diet. I'm like, oh, it's okay. Not that I'm doing very well at it. It's just driving me insane. <laughs> my mom wrote a book. She's been writing this book for about 20 years. It's based off of something real that happened in my family. In July of 1990, my dad's mom was hit by a truck in, the, in an intersection. She was in the right of way. People in crosswalks usually are. This was in a crosswalk in an intersection. The truck tried to beat the yellow turn light that was closing, gunned it, hit my grandma. Five years before I was born, so I never got to meet her. My mom based her story, her book, off of that happening, and then also shares kind of a fictional telling of the aftermath of, of what happened. I have had this script sitting on my desktop for quite some time. I just labeled it Jody's script. Jody was the name of my grandma. It's two and a half pages. It's, it would just be a short film, the scene of her being hit by the truck and showing that the man driving the truck accepted Christ and started going to church. I know that he felt and feels so awful for this traffic accident, this death that he caused. Two and a half pages, I, I really want to make this script. I've asked my mom to play the main character, Jody. But not only that, for Mother's Day, I translated my mom's book into a feature-length screenplay. She hasn't finished it yet. She has 119 pages, which translates to about 95 pages on the script. Because in book writing, she gets to write a lot of what the character's thinking, what they're feeling, what they're going through. In screenwriting, you write what is happening externally, what we see. So instead of Colin looks down because he's lost in thought, bothered by what this person said, for a screenplay for a movie, I would instead write Colin looks down. And we add meaning to that as the audience. We assign meaning to that. <clears throat> so there's a big difference. Anyways, 95 pages. I have, this is kind of my first feature-length screenplay that I have uh, written now. So that's nice to have just in my back pocket somewhere. Plus, instead of a gift to my mom, I thought that it would be more meaningful if I gave her an act. So hopefully this is a movie that we can put into production at some point in our lives. Anyways, uh, this week my dad is having a hip surgery. A hip replacement surgery. And there are reasons to worry. I just heard a story of somebody, I think it might have been through a podcast online. Maybe somebody you know, I in person, but I'm not sure. But their dad died on the operating table. Granted, the guy was in the 70s, but 70s and no heart attack compared to 60. Compared to 60 years old and two heart attacks thus far. I'm, I'm not sure that they're all that different. I even had a trip planned to go to Arizona and spend a weekend making videos and kind of consulting a family out there who watches me online. They love my stuff. They were going to fly me out there uh, to make videos with them for a weekend. But when I w mentioned my dad's surgery, Lisa, she actually encouraged me that it would probably be best to postpone and to be here, spend time with my parents and actually be here before, during, and after my dad's hip replacement surgery. Arizona can be postponed. You know, my prayer right now is that if my dad's heart is not 
strong enough to get through, through that surgery, I just pray that the, the Lord allows something to postpone it. It's been postponed three or four times, if I'm not mistaken, already. Possibly for good reason. I'm not sure. Maybe his heart has needed to get to this point of strength. Maybe that's encouraging. Anyways, I'm just really praying that I get to keep my dad this week. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm saying. On the other hand, there's also worry for me. But I've been making improvements. And I've just finished three whole weeks of taking vitamins and getting daily activity. Lots of sunshine and making myself sweat. I'm sweating now. So for the last three weeks, I've been taking vitamin C and D, magnesium, zinc, B12, lysine, and, and calcium. B12, I'm probably going to hold off on. I heard that there's a whole thing with that. Anyways, whatever. Not going to get into it. <sighs> Something that I did three weeks ago at the start of this. I'm someone that has, I've always thought it to be carpal tunnel. Easy numbness, like red hot tingling in my hands and arms when I'm using them. At my construction and kitchen jobs, it has really gotten in the way. Well, it's gotten in the way of like when I go home. That's when my arms most bug me. After a long day of construction, kitchen, doing any sort of physical labor, getting home, it literally takes sleep away from me. My arms tingling and so much pain like that. But what I started doing is utilizing my Theracane. This isn't an ad. I'm just explaining to you how this can cure so much and the Theragun. Okay, so I'm going to take a quick second explain this process to you. Let's just say my forearm muscles are tight. Well, it probably goes all the way up here and starts with your shoulders. I have torn my rotator cuffs, both of them, on both shoulders multiple times. I have bad shoulders. I'm trying to strengthen them and loosen them. For the last four years that I've had this thing, I've used it, but I've always avoided the, the parts that were just sensitive to touch. Like, even touching, I'm like, oh, dude, that, that is so painful. Little did I know, those are the places to be hitting. So I did my left arm first. I went from up here. I can feel it now. Knowing that I'm getting a good muscle is when I get goosebumps down the left side of my body. Or the right side. If I just hit a muscle just right, it goes, wall, And it releases in my muscles as... Okay, I'm, I gotta explain this correctly. Let's just say I've hit two of my arm muscles. I looked up a diagram and I went by arm muscles. Let's just say I've hit my bicep and my tricep. And I've, I've just wrenched on them. I've just found the sorest spot and I've just hit it with my Theracane. Now, my shoulder muscles and my forearm muscles, they see what just happened and they want that same release. It's almost like they're going, ha ha! They're crying out. They're going, dude, hit me with the Theracane. So I go up to arm muscles. This right here on the corner of my, this kills. Oh, dude, just, it just light touch. So if I wrench on it, takes your breath away, takes your breath away, but actually, the second time that I do that, the pain will feel different, like it shifts. And then I'll do it again, and the pain is less. And then I'll do it again, and it's more sore that I've been rubbing on it. But the muscle relaxes. It goes, oh. I was having a problem with my forearm muscle. So I went here, in, right into the elbow, with the Theric gun and cane. And I just went, bah, in the sorest, sorest spot. 
and it released the whole muscle. Get yourself one of these. I worked with this thing for an hour, and then I sat on the floor for 30 minutes and I did my leg muscles. Anything I can't quite reach, I use this thing. High intensity. Bam! Just hit the muscle. And you have to get through that first initial shock of the pain. That was acting. I was acting right there. But I'm doing that simultaneously as I'm lifting my kettlebell. So I'm massaging, releasing and relaxing, but also strengthening those same muscles. And that shocks them. So I'm going back and forth between the shocking and then healing the muscle. Shocking and healing. After you target a muscle 72 hours of a wait period. I apologize if I'm, if I'm reiterating some of this stuff. I just find it very important. I know that the vitamins have attended to my muscles and my bones. Helping them to attack some of these unhealthy muscle fibers and unhealthy organs in my body. I think my gut is unhealthy. My liver probably is too. I know that my lungs are unhealthy as well. Enough about that. I want to tell a story. When I was little, for my birthday, I got two movies. They were Incredible Hulk movies from the 80s. The Return of the Incredible Hulk with Thor. Thor's in that one. And The Trial of the Incredible Hulk Daredevils in that one. But I was six or seven years old. I didn't know how to take the DVD out of the case. So I'm opening this present. I get the Hulk movie. I open it. I go to watch The Trial of the Hulk. Pull the DVD out. Snap! <laughs> it breaks the DVD. My parents both go, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, we're going over to my aunts and cousins. We go over there and I bring the one to Hulk DVD that I have now, The Return of the Hulk. As we're there, I tried pulling that DVD out. Snap! <laughs> and it really upset me. And I was such a fan of The Incredible Hulk. My parents knew exactly what to get me for that birthday. And ever since then, I've been so careful removing DVDs from cases, especially other people's DVDs. Good thing we live in a digital age now. <laughs> wow, I gotta stop doing that. Have you ever insulted somebody to no effect? It's kind of shocking. Almost like they have a force field. And that force field being emotional intelligence. Like there is reality in which I could say the most nasty and vile things to you. And you react like anything else. Because in that scenario, you know, everything I'm spouting and spewing is just a direct reflection back on me. I'm the one in the wrong trying to spark something, trying to get a rise. You would and do have the option to stare those insults in the face and choose whether or not to be offended. I often hear, you made me feel that way. But that's actually impossible because nobody has authorship over another person's feelings. We hardly do of our own. When you get the feeling spike or the adrenaline boost because of some, something somebody said, those only last 90 seconds. But within those 90 seconds are when we've usually reacted. And I'm not gonna lie, I attribute weed. I attribute marijuana to my, to, to a lot of my emotional maturity and intelligence, which may sound snarky or whatever, but I really do. The epiphanies that I have had in times of being a little bit too high, they are revelations that have changed, shifted my perspective in kind of just a few, a, a train of thought. Sitting in that train of thought and going, oh my gosh. Or looking back at scenarios that I went through when I was sober, like a sober interaction. And then when I get home, I'll take an edible. When it kicks in, I start thinking back and reflecting back on that conversation. Because there were just ways that I didn't see it. Things I did not perceive or didn't think that I perceived. And then as I'm replaying it, my mind will put more attention on that and go, wait, 
okay, I didn't notice that. What was that? And then I'll come up with three options as to what that possibly could have been. And a lot of times, I've been right. <laughs> Anyways, I, I feel like somebody could stand here and shout anything at me. And I would stand there with a smirk because it looks goofy on them. Okay, I have five minutes left. Okay, random facts about me. I don't like frosting. On any cupcake, anything that frosting is on, I remove it. Just give me the cake of the thing. Yeah, cake too. Fro get off of the thing. I don't like frosting. I didn't, I didn't realize how much of the percentage of me not liking it is uh, texture. I like the texture of the, the crumbly cake. Or not even crumbly, moist, moist cake. But I don't like frosting. Like a box of donuts. I'll, so many of them have frosting. A lot of them have filling. I just want a regular glazed. I'll, I'll even just take a straight chocolate. I don't like the complicated donuts. Give me simple. But a lot of people will take one look at me and just be like, oh, he likes all of these things, obviously. Look at him. I'm athletic, and I come from an athletic family, even though we overeat. People given gifts or advantages always have strings attached to that gift. If you have someone with genetics to be fit, maybe cancer runs in the family. If a family is set to be athletic and excel in all sorts of sports, of course an eating disorder is going to be attached to that or an addictive personality. I don't like phone calls. I save them for very few people. They're, I mean, I can count on my hand. I just really don't like to be on the phone with other people. So when brands and managers reaching out and wanting to have phone calls with me, I tell them, no. <laughs> Let's email. I can deck out an email. I'm such a good texter. My articulation via the written is light years better than my articulation via the spoken word. These podcast episodes are only somewhat stated articulately and cohesively because they're written first and then they're edited second. So I'm taking out all, I can do take after take after take of trying to read one sentence and get it right. I'm too ADD, I don't finish my sentences. I have a, a bottlenecking of ideas and thoughts coming into my head and trying to come out my face. Like one time I, one time at a youth event in Brazil, I, uh, the person on stage, the speaker, a guest speaker, looked at me, pointed at me, and said, could you read what's on the presentation, you know, uh, whatever it's called, what it, PowerPoint, whatever it's called. I only have a minute left. I look at it, and it's paragraphs of the Bible in my second language, Portuguese, and I look at him, and I go, no. And he goes, uh, would, uh, would you like to read the thing? <laughs> That was an immediate assumption that he had on me that I would be comfortable enough to read what's on the board. And I was like, uh, absolutely not. And I had very little issue shutting him down in that moment. Okay, thank you so much for watching, everybody. Thank you for being here. I will see you next week. Peace, everybody.